Sermon Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run another sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! This one is from my one and only true love, Princess Peach. Peach, you're so cool. And with my star, we're gonna rule. Peach, understand? I'm gonna love you till the very end. Last week, a lot of the stuff we talked about uh, is, is still in the news. We, you mentioned the Peaches, Peaches, Peaches song, and now it's like in the Billboard Top 100 or something like that. Yeah, no, great song. I think somebody said te- technically it, it it could be nominated for a best uh, an Oscar for like best song from a best. Oh, song. I I if I would vote for it <laughs> if I was in the Oscars, I would definitely vote for it. It's catchy and it's it's easy in the lyrics because part of the it's one whole verse is just the same word over and over again and jack black say what you want about jack black if you like his acting style you don't like his comedy the guy can sing the guy is a phenomenal singer like he's talented and he comes from talented stock because his mom was like a nasa engineer or something like that so That's like funny. yeah you forget that that his mom was a nasa engineer yeah so it's crazy to think that like he comes from like wonderful very bright people so you know jack black's wonderful i love jack black no, I, I, I think, I, I mean, yeah, whether you like his comedy or not, you can't deny that he's talented. And, and you're oh, right, yeah. like, he's he's multi-talented. Not, I mean, you know, his acting, but his, musically, he is. He's solid. I mean, you know, he's got he a strong act, voice. He can act, he can sing, he can dance. He, the, he, him and Justin Timberlake are one of the few uh, triple threats we have left. Yeah, I'd love to see them in a movie together. <laughs> Jack Black, Justin Timberlake, together again. In, in a Twins remake. They're going to remake Twins. And with w- Justin Timberlake... 
or they can do like you know the the movies are like there's a fat friend and the hot friend and Justin Timberlake could be the fat friend and J- Jack Black could be the hot friend and then we can you know just switch it <laughs> body sw- a body switch movie where they're playing yes. each other that that would be a good yeah. one um did you ever wonderful did so did you see when Justin Timberlake was on Saturday night live and they were doing uh, celebrity family feud so mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake is playing um who's he playing he was playing Sheldon from uh Big Bang Theory and I think Jimmy Fallon was playing Justin Timberlake <laughs> and uh you know whatever it, it, it was a, it was a good sketch but anyway I'm, I'm not remembering it right so I'm, I'm gonna go there why don't we do this before we jump in too far let's do let's do the let's do the plugs right um, be sure you're following the show on all the social medias, right? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's all Geek Stuff TNG and all those places. Uh, check out the website, geekstufftng.com. If you want to give us a call, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And uh, you can uh, leave us a voicemail there. You may hear yourself on a future episode of Geek Stuff TNG. Uh, you can send us an email as well. At geekstufftng at gmail.com. And then you can support the show over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstufftng. Dollar a month, you get access to the show's private Discord server. Uh, a lot of uh, private Discord servers in the news these days. Uh, for $3 a month, you have access to the show as an early bird special. So as soon as we're done recording, we get that out in the uh, in the Instagram or in the Patreon. For $5 a month, it's the bonus round, so you get the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff uh, on the 1st and the 15th of the month. We are just over episode 100 there. So, you know, we're at episode 718 now, so that's how far back you get to go with the early episodes. And then for $10 a month, when Kev is not uh, busily working to afford to go to Celebration in Tokyo, uh, you can watch the show live on Instagram Live. And so we will have Kev a little bit later in the show. He's going to be popping in via phone for a Star Wars segment, but uh, he is not with us. It's just me and the sandwich opening up again today. Sandwich. What else, what else is going on in the news here? Let's talk about production casting news. We talked last week, again, a lot of stuff we talked about last week is still in the news, about a Big Bang Theory uh, spinoff, right? That's Chuck mm-hmm. Lorre. He's also working with Charlie Sheen to do a show called uh, How to Be a Bookie, right? So two and the, Chuck Lorre was Two and a Half Men, Chuck Lorre yeah. was Big Bang Theory, so it's like, I don't know, we were talking about it. It's like, I watched Two and a Half Men when it was on new, yeah. And I watch it now, and I go, how the hell could I have watched this? This is terrible. It's just, <laughs> I think just, like, a standard sitcom is so bad these days. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think the sitcom model has kind of died down. and Like, you need to be a really good sitcom, I think, to have good staying power and not suck, kind of. Mm-hmm. Or you just need to have, and I'm going to say this respectfully, like, if your taste in, in TV shows and movies aren't, like, super refined or like super like picky and i'm not trying to like so disparage people rube, into sitcoms if you're just some moron rube from the middle of the country that just likes standard sitcoms you know if i'm not like saying that but i guarantee then... that a majority of sitcoms uh viewership if you were to get a map of the u.s and light up the place where it matters it's all the middle the flyover states we call them the places that don't yes. matter you know there's not the coasts it's not it's not the coastal elites as they say it's everyone else yeah let's let's just yeah. uh, alienate Anyone in the middle of the country. <laughs> like Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave is a huge fan of how I, uh, of Two and a Half Men. I imagine. Yeah. 
Uh, Dave, give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And tell us Stop what... faxing us what you think about things. We didn't give you a fax number. Please stop. Uh, yeah, I feel like, I mean, like the last you know, quote-unquote sitcom that I watched, you know, was a show called I'm Sorry with Andrea Savage. And mm-hmm. that was hilarious. But again, it had like Seinfeld vibes, right? You know, Seinfeld is a sitcom, but it's kind of, it's not the standard, you yeah. know. I mean, I think like shows like Parks and Rec and The Office like changed sitcom styles. And yeah, it's just, it's tough to watch a, 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 a standard I, sitcom. I think days. the last sitcom I even watched was like when I was a kid. when Because like Disney Channel made like kid-friendly sitcoms. I think those are really the last sitcoms I actually like watched and enjoyed. Unless you count my girlfriend made me watch New Girl. So if you count New Girl as a sitcom, I watched like a season of New Girl. Oh, that, that's for sure a sitcom. So like, yeah, that's the last sitcom I watched then. I think New Girl's okay. I I, I didn't, but I didn't. It was stick fine. With it. So I think that's the whole thing. Did you stick with it? Like, is it is, how many sitcoms? She she, did you sit she stuck and watch? with she, she stuck with it. Um, I watched it because I had made her watch like a bunch of other movies and shows. So I was like, okay, I'll watch one season of New Girl, and then I was like, okay. Tap out. Tap out. I'm done. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Not that it was yeah. bad. I was just like, I want to watch anything else right now. Yeah. I, I just think that... I mean, yeah, there's just so much genre content that it's hard yeah. to then go watch a sitcom. You know, when, oh, I gotta, gotta catch up on Mandalorian. I gotta watch, all, you know, all this other, all this other stuff. Um, let's see. Now, uh, let's see. Sylvester Stallone's in the news here. Do, do, you, think that, do you think that his career is over? No. Nothing just to wrap over. up. <laughs> Nothing. You just don't turn it off. So he's uh, working on. I, I think. I think he might have said this is going to be his last. Uh, his last one. He's for he's, for which franchise? It's for Amazon Studios. It's called Never Too Old to Die, but it's an action comedy. And oh, um, okay. I think on it's either on Prime or Paramount. He is doing a TV show where he's like an ex-gangster. It's like Tucson. Oh, Tulsa. Or... It's called Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that's good. I've heard that's pretty good. But I, I heard great it. things about it. Um, I forget what it's on. It's either Amazon Prime or Paramount. Dude, one or the other. Those those streaming dramas like that, right? So there was one, like Kelsey Grammer, right? Frazier. He did one. Yeah. I think it was called like Boss, mm-hmm. where, he was, where he's just like some... It was like it was political, but like a drama. But Tulsa, Tulsa King, I think is what it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. Um, you, you know, I don't know if you've watched uh, Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton. Like that's you know a, a, a one-hour episode series about a lawyer. I mean, like just those shows are just so good. They're like, and again, it's back to you know, like The Sopranos. It's like these super heavy, intense dramas. I think like Succession is probably like that, but I don't. I haven't. I want to watch that, but I haven't watched that yet. Like these, just there's the. That's probably why there aren't as many sitcoms because these hour dramas are just so good. To then just watch something so super fluffy and light, like a standard sitcom, just people don't do it. Um, let's see. Although speaking of like standard procedurals, so the rookie. Do you know what the rookie is on ABC? Isn't it like one of those cop procedurals? It's a cop procedural. Who's in it? Um. It's one of the bits. Is it The Rock? I don't know. <laughs> it's not The Rock. It's Nathan Fillion from uh, you know from Space Western, oh, okay. right? Oh yeah, from Castle. You know from Castle. Nathan Fillion from Castle. 
So yeah, so Castle. Yeah, I've definitely seen that one. That's renewed for a sixth season. Um, those cop shows pop up all the time on those ABC and every. I know how often they are because this is whenever I watch sports because I'm a football fan. Mm-hmm. I'll be watching on like Fox or ABC or CBS. And it's always funny because there's always some kind of firefighter procedural or medical ev- uh, evacuation, like some kind of like rescue procedural or a cop procedural always follows the Sunday night game on the Sunday night NFL game. And it's always funny because I never realized until like semi recently, my entire life, some save people procedural always is on. Yeah. Those things always make money, and there are always people watching it. And for that, that demographic, I believe, is 50 and up anywhere in the country. Yep. I No, I agree. I remember, I mean, if, if you go back a decade, you know, but same same thing, 50 and up, right? Uh, you know, you have, and some of these shows might still be on, but yeah, so like, you know, all the law and orders, right? And there's like, whatever, yeah. 10 different law and orders. SVU, criminal, blah, 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 whatever. But, it, but it's a, a, a procedural... And then uh, there was, you know, NCIS, same thing, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, CSI, all the CSIs, procedural, all the same, same show, you know, House was the same show every week. They're very easy to write, right? Because it's just, you know, you have a formula, you follow the formula, so there's very little character development. You get a little bit of character development spread over a whole season, but it's mostly about the events of that episode, which are very procedural driven. Um so I remember not that long ago they did the reboot of MacGyver, they did the reboot of uh, Magnum PI, right? And so those were two pretty popular shows when I was, you know, you know, in in the eighties, right? And yes. um, you know, I didn't want. I I think we were at a panel at San Diego Comic Con, or maybe it was LA Comic Con, and they played like the the first episode of Magnum PI, and we watched it. And it's like, all right, fine, you know, you got all the you got all the all the elements, right? All the characters exist in this new version of it but they're played by different actors and whatever it wasn't it was a reboot right it wasn't a continuation at all it had nothing to do with the original same thing with hawaii 5 there's a new version of hawaii 5 that they made a few years ago and i didn't continue watching it other than the pilot that i got to see in the, in the panel but a, a friend of mine was was still watching it and i said how is it and he goes it's a procedural if you like procedurals it's the same thing every week you know you just it's just how it works so uh so yeah those you can you can get away with a lot and last for years and years and years on your Th- those season. those are the only shows you can justifiably have like twenty seasons and it'd be okay. Like, well, within like ER or is it ER or Grey's Anatomy? Dude, One of them has like literally like twenty five seasons. Grey's Anatomy is on like season twenty two. I, I uh, blows me away. I'm like, haven't they killed every major character off? And they have. Most of the characters there, are dead. Well, there's one girl who I think is supposed to be the main character who's who has dodged death. Yeah, Grey. Like, Mer- yeah, Meredith Grey. Grey is the only the only character who hasn't died. Because her name's in the title, <laughs> and I and I hear she wants to leave. I mean, well, yeah, you've been doing not, that show damn near thirty years, but they don't want to stop. I mean, you know, so I I feel yeah. like are they going to make it? You know, uh, they'll just change it to the name of the hospital, Seattle Grace, right? Or like she'll have a kid, yeah. and then she'll die. Well, her her baby sister was on it, and her baby sister died. Spoiler: If you watch Grey's Anatomy at twenty, oh no, yeah. No, I can never watch Grey's Anatomy because when they introduce the baby sister, then I'll know she'll die. It's ruined. Here's the thing: if you if you start watching Grey's Anatomy, every single main character on that is going to die, other than Grey, at some point. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Or, or they're going to leave the show. A couple, a couple I, uh, were allowed to uh, leave, but yeah. most of them dead. It's like the mob. Yeah, 
There's no way out. You're going to get killed. That's for sure. <laughs> no one retires from this business. And they're going to kill your character off. Oh, that, you the, my leave? favorite thing about my girlfriend, I love so many things about her, that she never cared about any of those like medical drama shows. I can never enjoy Like House, I always thought House and like ER and Grey's Anatomy, but I can say these things now because Kev can't hit me because <laughs> he's not close to me. I always thought they were dumb and silly. Because it just never made sense to me that some grumpy old man in house would figure everything's out, or just I don't know, ER and and like Grey's Anatomy was just too dramatic for of a hospital. Why would you ever work in this hospital if people are dying left and right like this? I saw I saw this thing. It says on TV, doctor can't find they can't figure out what's wrong with you. Doctor goes above and beyond, runs every test in the world, blah 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 blah, to figure it out. In real life, doctor. Have you considered you might be faking it? Like, like they don't care. They're like, no, no, it's you're not. You, you're faking it. It's not real. They don't do any tests. They don't give a damn. Oxycontin. Yeah. Here, just take some drugs and go away. They don't figure anything out. Uh, it's like, I, I, it's funny. You know, they call the cop shows, copaganda, right? Because yes. they always solve the actual crimes that in real life don't get solved, and and blah blah blah. I think it's, it's the same thing for the medical drama. Like the doctors. I'm not saying that the doctors don't care, but I'm saying they're able to cure people and find out what's wrong whereas in reality they're you know hamstrung by administration and insurance companies and they can't actually yeah. <laughs> do anything you know but like they don't, they don't show the insurance be damned this man's gonna get his kidney he has a family that's right that's right uh no all right so what, let's see what else is going on in the production news uh they're restarting uh rust right the movie where uh, adam uh, alec baldwin shot a guy shot, shot somebody they're picking up production mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said restart. Then, like, oh, we're gonna do it all over again. No, no, no. They're, they're. I mean, okay. <laughs> okay. Everybody's had enough of a vacation. Yeah, we killed somebody on set. Let's uh, let's come back to work now. Let's go back to work. Let's just forget that happened, guys. Come on. Can you, how, how weird is that first day back? I mean, how and how? I mean, like, how weird is the rest? Is any film? Is any filming going forward with any form of gun? Like, I, like, would, not I would not want anything, want anything with a gun on that set at all. Like, I would just refuse. Yeah. And is Alec Baldwin part of this? Because I mean, yeah, isn't they're, they're he, like, in, isn't he, but isn't he, like, in trouble, like, going to jail soon? Or is he on trial? Oh, oh no. He's, There's going to be a trial, but he's not going to jail. Hey, Kev just popped in. How's it going? He's the producer of the film. So, yeah, he's involved. Well, I don't know. Well, he's, he's producing it in it. What's that? He's the producer and star. And they're picking yes. up. They're just going to pick up and finish filming. It's just, it's just going to be. I mean, you know what? They they finished. Uh, they finished the crow after Brandon Lee died, right? I mean, you know, it's it's not. It's not uncommon to. Hey, there's too much. There's too much money invested. They're going to finish it. The crow, right? As one example, that movie not only finished, but it you know, it came out. <laughs> it it was released. All right, let's see. Uh, we've got uh, a Sonic the Hedgehog spinoff at Paramount Plus about Knuckles. I don't know who that is. That's the red one. That's his little friend, isn't it? It's the red one. Yes. Yeah, it is the red one. Yeah. And then let's see. So while while Kev's here, let's jump into the celebrity crime uh, celebrity crime blotter. Danny Masterson's yeah, I second. I don't know how I get associated with celebrity crime. But no, no. Right, I mean, I just want to. I just want to move on to that while you're here. Um, the uh, so who is it? Uh, Danny Masterson from that seventy show is going to his second rape trial, and uh, let's friend. see. Oh, oh, hold on. Let me do this. I got production for this next one. Good for him. Cancel corner, geek stuff. 
TNG. Jeez. F. Murray, wow. F. Murray Abraham got fired from uh, Mystic, Mystic whatever, the... Oh, what's the show? Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I saw that Myth- one briefly, Mythic Quest. and apparently he told some off-color jokes that were not well received, and he got fired. Which I was like, "Wow!" I mean, I don't know what the jokes were. I didn't read the article, but that's just what I heard, you know. And like, it's F. Murray Abraham. Like, I don't know, man. I might be a bit biased in this regard because. You know, Amadeus is my favorite movie. Those that don't know, write that one down. That could be on a quiz one day. Um, and I'm, I don't even F- know what that is. F. Murray Abraham? No, okay. Amadeus. You don't know who Amadeus is? No, the movie. It's about Mozart. Oh, okay. Anyway, the point of the story is that I may be a little biased because he won Best Actor in that movie. That movie won Best Picture and so on and so forth. And it's just like, I've never heard a single bad word said about F. Murray Abraham. You know what I mean? The guy's like 80 years old, whatever he is. Oh, he was in um, 83. Is he 83? Wow. Yep. He turns Um, 84 this year. he, um, He was in Scarface. He was the rat. Right, he, he was in what in, was the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, uh, where the kid goes, he, where he comes out of the, or where the kid goes into the movie. Last was action, he action hero. He was in yeah. Last Action Hero because that's what that's what the kid says. He goes, he goes, no, he's the bad guy. He killed Amadeus. So that's how the kid oh, knew yeah, that F. Murray yeah. Abraham was the bad guy in Last Action Hero. Yeah, he was in. Uh, yeah, he was the rat in Scarface. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, isn't it the guy they tossed out of the helicopter? Yeah, because yeah, he was he was a snitch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they yeah, helicopter. So, so here's the thing. I'm going to say F. Murray Abraham doing the right thing. He got fired, and he's saying, hey, I'm sorry. I, I you know, He gives a, a sincere apology, which I think is what you're supposed to do. That's which many people don't. I feel like most people double down. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. You can't tell any jokes today. I, you know, And he's not, doesn't seem to be taking that course, so... For, yeah. for what it's worth, um, let's let's move on to some Marvel news. Speaking, speaking unlike of, Danny Masterson, who's on who, trial for I rape. mean, how many women have to come forward that he was inappropriate with them before you know Danny Masterson goes, "Look, I got a problem." <laughs> well, yeah, so then he's just going to go to uh, rehab for sex addiction and try to get off he's from that. Done. He's done. His career is done. He's done. Oh yeah. And it's like, what are you trying to save at this point? Well, I don't think he's trying to save his what career. I, he's trying to not go to jail. I mean, he's... I well, think the first I mean, one was, yeah. a, was a hung jury. Like, it, he was not found not guilty. It was um, a mistrial. So so they're, they're trying, to, uh, again, for, for Danny Masterson. You know, speaking of uh, people coming out of the woodwork to, uh, you know, say, tell those bad stories, Jonathan Majors, it's getting worse and worse. What happened now with Jonathan Majors? Uh... More alleged abuse victims are cooperating with the district attorney. Uh, he was dropped by his uh, um, by his manager, Agent? By, by his management firm. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, o- over allegations of domestic violence, and and now there's lots and lots of stories about um, Marvel considering recasting, like ru- rumors. I mean, you know, no no official they're gonna recast him, but 
those rumors are getting stronger and stronger. And, and like you said last time we talked about it, it's real easy with Kang to just, you know. It's the easiest role in the world to yeah. recast. Yeah. But so, so I mean, you know, things are not looking good for uh, Jonathan Majors at this point. That's too bad. I really liked him, so I'm upset. But if he's fucking up, then he's got to go. Right. And that, that's it. It's like it's. I think that in 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 this day and age, right, human beings are problematic. People do bad things, and they can and, de- and depending on how bad it is, sometimes you just gotta say, you know, that's it, cut them loose. Sometimes people can do something and sincerely apologize, and then you know, then you can give them a second chance, right? Sometimes there is no second chance, and it doesn't change the fact that you liked some movie that they were in. But you just have to realize that don't try to justify their bad behavior because you liked the movie they were in. That's the only thing. And that's hard to do, for, at least it is for me. Oh, man. You know, again. Directing the art from the artist. And it's hard It's hard to do. It's hard to do. And it I, is. I'll, I'll tell you. The, the, well, I don't even need to need to say anything more than that. It's hard to separate the art from the artist. Um, so what's sticking Sandwich. With, yeah, go. Yeah. A Jew broad, prejudice against Italians in this <laughs> age. <laughs> Just so no one cancels me over that. That's a quote from Goodfellas. Yes. I'm you, trying to bang this bot, Henry. The worst you can do, the most you can do is help me. You need to find a nice things girl. For you. You, find, you need to find a nice girl. For you, Henry. I take you out. You have a nice time. <laughs> you Henry. can see Polly after. I'm trying to bang this broad, Hendry. She's beautiful. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? I got that thing. The thing with Tootie. <laughs> you could do the thing with Tootie later. Whatever he says. <laughs> Welcome to Big Kev Quote Stuff. Um, let's see. Yep. Uh, let's see. Disney Secret Invasion's coming soon. What else is there on the Marvel, on the Marvel side of things? The Marvel's trailer dropped. Yes. I think we talked about that know, last man. week when, when, when you weren't here. Well, I don't know, ahead. man. Yeah. I don't know I mean, about I, that I, Marvel's trailer. Oh, we, we, we could talk about briefly uh, all this, some of the Sony stuff coming to Disney Plus now. Oh, yeah. Let's let's talk about that. P- piecemeal style. When is style. that happening? Because it didn't happen yesterday. So Spider the Toby Spider-Man movies came out, I think. Okay. Um, And I think they released dates like something's, I think... Holland comes in May. Uh, the, the first one. The first Holland movie. So, for those who don't know, uh, so Spider Man. Tom Holland plays Tom Holland's plays Spider Man. And the some of these Spider Man movies before. So, all of the Tobey Maguire films are now on Disney Plus. And the first Amazing Spider Man is now on Disney Plus. Uh, no plans for the second one as of yet. And then I believe looking at this. Some point in May, May twelfth, Spider Man Homecoming will come to Disney Plus. Also, um, Venom that no, same day. No, 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 Homecoming. Oh, that's the first one. Yeah, yeah. Homecoming, yeah. no way. Uh, Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. Yes, but the the, okay. the 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 they don't have any dates or they didn't announce the second two uh, Spider Man movies. Also, it I don't is- want to to get lost in the sauce. Venom, the first Venom movie, comes out that same day on Disney Plus, May twelfth. And isn't there one of the two Andrew Garfield movies as the well? The first, the first one. Yeah. So why? So, yeah, why I, watched, not the I watched 
some of his scenes last night. I was showing uh, one of my roommates um, those Andrew Garfield scenes in No Way Home. And he really was really, really good in that movie. Yeah. I saw the first yeah, one. I have not seen. There, were there only two? Andrew there's only two. There's only two Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I did not see the second one. Um, you in theory don't have to see either of them, in my opinion. Um, but they're fine. Um, I think it's extra credit, if anything, if we're like counting it for whatever, because it doesn't relate to anything beyond right. No Way Home. But you didn't need it for No Way Home because you saw No Way Home and you understood everything. Yeah. So. All right, so let's do some Star Wars news while we have Kev uh, phoning in from Parts Unknown. Uh, Hello there. Somewhere in the galaxy. It's not Parts Unknown, it's Hawaii. <laughs> it's Parts Completely Known. Yeah, but you're out in the world, you're driving around Hawaii. I, I am, you know, like, it's. Uh, I have to say, and I have to be completely honest here, these last minute things that I'm getting, it's like, we're going to make you an offer you can't refuse. And I can't, re they're right. I can't refuse it. It would be insane of me to refuse some of these wealthy people who are like, we just want you to pick us up and take us there and something. And anyway, Star Wars is a thing. Well, and, and, then, and then they come, they come to, they come to sandwich and he goes, I can handle things. I'm smart. Not like everybody says. <laughs> Like dumb, I'm smart, and I want respect. I was passed over sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What's that? Why? Why is that so funny? I missed I what you said, Kev. Funny now? <laughs> what did you say, Kev? I missed it. He respects me. Oh, I got it. And then he laughed, <laughs> and he you're laughing. Right. What? I don't want to know what the laughter is about. I did what? What? You think I don't respect you? Like that's hurtful. All right, let's do the news. Let's do this. Let's do the Star Wars news. So, oh, so wow. Kev, I'm going to let you start, and you know, let's talk celebration stuff. All the announcements that came out. Do you? Is there anywhere you want to go? Do you want to go through articles? Well, what do you, I, what do you I, I would think the biggest. I would think the biggest bit of news to come out of celebration is that they're going to do another movie with, uh, with Ray. Which I was a bit stunned by, I have to say, um, because especially how those movies got, in the opinion of many, worse, myself included, worse throughout the sequel trilogy. I'm I'm confused as to why they would choose to kind of hit that sore spot again, you know. Like I love Daisy Ridley and 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 all that, and but you know, like I just I'm really confused by that decision. I have to say, if I'm being honest, I really am confused by that decision. Well, and I also thought they had said that the Skywalker saga was over. Was over. And if she's well, if she's Ray Skywalker as she claimed in the in the end of uh, the last movie, then it's not over. So I mean, I, it had that movie not ended with I'm Ray Skywalker, which again that's arguably probably one of the problems with the last movie, then it w then this wouldn't be a problem. It was the end of the Skywalker saga, and we're moving on to new, you know, with other characters. But, I mean, well, this is so technically also, Go ahead. During Celebration, didn't they also release some, like, long Star Wars timeline 
and in theory when this takes place isn't this supposed to be i guess like the rise of the new jedi order or something like that so well, yeah, are they presumably she's going to yeah they're, i guess they're insinuating she's going around the the universe or galaxies whatever looking for a new jedi or whatever and i, I, I mean i don't know did they go into that much detail i don't know that they did but you're i, I mean jedi definitely have something to do with it she's definitely going to be training somebody so yeah i mean again i don't see at this point that we have enough information to really be judgy other than the fact that movies that this character already appeared in were not really that good and they got progressively worse in the opinion of many and so I find it really interesting that this is what they have decided to do. So, timeline-wise, could uh, Baby Grogu be all grown up by the time we get to this set and be one of the new Jedis? No. Well, I think he's at most, that's like, a 80. Rumor going around also. That's a rumor going around also, is that we will see, like, teenage Grogu, you know? Like... You know, we'll, we'll see him at that age. And quite frankly, I don't think it's the best idea, but it's not my call, obviously. Um, I just think it's it's it seems a little insular. I'm much more excited about the other announcements. And particularly, is it Mangold, the guy that's doing the current Indiana Jones movie that's coming out soon, and the guy that did Logan, you know, which was a tremendous movie, is doing, like, Rise of the Jedi or something, right? Which is, like, like the early Jedi and, like, I mean, not New Republic or Old Republic per se, but, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely going to be around there somewhere. That's way more exciting to me than than another Ray movie. I'm stunned by that, to be completely honest. I'm really stunned. That's the way that they've chosen to go. And then the last thing, uh, unless you guys have something to say about the Mangold movie. No, I, I just saw really, I saw a rumor floating around online. I hope it's wrong. Someone is saying that apparently Ray might be knocked up with Force Ghost Kylo Ren's baby. Uh, I, I, I saw some really bad photoshops. I can't tell if it's bad photoshops and blurry on purpose. Or great photoshops to look like bad photoshops. I hope it's wrong. Just want to throw that out there. I hope it's god awful wrong. I can't imagine that would fly in the face of so much. I can't imagine that would. Which, which they never did in the sequel trilogy. No, wait. I mean, so again, the implication is that Force Ghost Kylo impregnated her, not that they did it while they were both still alive. In well, spoiler: I mean, Kylo Ren dies at the end. Let's remember that Shmi, Shmi Skywalker just got pregnant with Anakin. So it's not like it's unprecedented for, you know, there to be a child, a fatherless child in this line, you know, well, in, 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 the, in these stories, you know, even though we'd like to forget some of that information. That it's, being one, midichlorians being another one. Well, and yeah. if, if it happens again, would that mean that 
possibly Anakin wasn't the chosen one, and this new Anakin Ray and Ray and new, this one might is, is the new chosen one. <laughs> the chosen ones. The chosen. The, cho- the chosen. The chosen. The chosen many. The chosen plural. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know. I, don't I hope know. that's wrong. I just want and to throw that and I, I and I also have to say the other exciting thing about celebration, I'd say, was um, uh, was uh, what's her name? Uh, show, Ahsoka. 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 Yeah, I mean that was more exciting than anything. Seeing the live action casting of uh, the rebels characters, mm-hmm. brilliant. And I called it by the way. I said. Uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was probably going to end up being Hella, and she is. You know, was she the voice? And so she was the voice. She was not the voice. Not the no, voice. Okay. she she's Ewan McGregor's wife. Oh, okay. mother of his son. You know, and uh, for those that don't know, Ramona Flowers from the Scott Pilgrim movie, and Ewan McGregor did a couple movies too, like Train Spotting. Ewan McGregor did all kinds of movies. And yeah, TV Trail shows. Did, didn't they say his show was not going to get a season two? Is that one of the things that was announced? Didn't he play young uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Hello there. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, that made it easy. I mean, you know, once you start talking about Ewan McGregor, my finger's like hovering over the button. Did, did, well, did, that's did you hear, did you hear I really Sandwich like... County last week? He literally said it in the, in the, uh, in the goodnight section. He just threw it in there, and he and I was nowhere near prepared. He got me bad. Good job, sandwich. Thank you, thank you. Um, on that note, though, it was really exciting to see that. It's really exciting to see that that the Ahsoka TV show is basically going to be a live action extension of the Rebels story, which is really good, and they are clearly preparing Thrawn to be a big deal in that timeline. Because not only was he in the cartoon, not only is he going to be in the live-action show, but they are mentioning him all over the place. He just got mentioned, more than mentioned, in The Mandalorian. Um, and, and, you know, like, I, I have a feeling they're threading Thrawn up to be, like, the next big bad. <laughs> like you know, Thanos. It, in that time period. has to be before the First Order, so it's going to be Mandalorian, it's going to be... Ahsoka, all those things are happening in the time period before. And in fact, um, it looks like uh, just this week in The Mandalorian, they referred to somebody as as Hux, who I believe is, I believe they're going to tell us is the father of General Hux. Yeah, it would have from to be, the sequel, for sure. For from sure. the sequel movies. So, you know, like, I mean, they're... I like the way that they're threading things together. Sometimes it's a little like, all right, enough, but it's not glaring yet. I mean, yeah, Mandalorian well, really season three. To Ahsoka. Yeah, Mandalorian season three is kind of like Rise of the First Order, right? It, no, not really, but it. But you also don't know. It, you know, the rumor going around is that the next thing having to do with the Mandalorian will be a movie. Which I'm like, I hope that isn't true. Yeah, you know because. And the way that it ended, if you haven't seen it, it's not like they threaded the needle for the next season. You know, they just made sort of a broad sort of things could happen, but nothing really specific. 
Yeah, it, it, I mean, again, w- without spoilers, it was a very non-ambiguous ending. It could have been, I even saw an article that said that could have been a series finale. Like, it, you know, no cliffhangers, basically. It's just a yeah. nice, a nice clean ending, which is nice to have every now and then, because you certainly don't yeah. get them these days. Well, I've seen a couple articles, I feel like, too, where they're like, oh, the Mandalorian doesn't have to be Din Djarin anymore. And if that is the path they choose to go in the next season, in theory, for, I guess, the arc that was Din Djarin and Grogu, like, this felt like it could be like, okay, we're going to close this book for now and go do something else. Yeah, I don't All think right, the guys, fans would like that. I got to go. I'll call back in when I'm able. But you guys have a good show in case I don't make it back. But I intend to come back. Godspeed, okay. soldier. All right. Kenobi. Hello there. Damn it. Yeah, give me that easy. Um, <laughs> so let's finish up on some of, the, some of the other Star Wars stuff. I mean, I know... Um, so it was a couple episodes ago, so it's, it, it's past the embargo, when uh, it showed how Grogu got saved from the Jedi Academy. But the, yes. the actor playing the Jedi was the actor that played Jar Jar Binks, right? So, yes, so which is fantastic. Him, they give him some, they let him play like a, a non-ridiculous part, basically. Like a hero. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, not... not it's, and what's what's great about this nondescript, no named character that's just in the universe? They could bring him back. I mean, yeah, well, if they, did, did if they really wanted to, did it not? Show I didn't. Him dying? I, I don't, don't think he died. Maybe I'm just forgetting the scene wrong. But I think it was like ambiguous. Like there was combat, and he was there, and he might have died, but we don't know. Yeah, and then and so Ahsoka is basically the Rebels live action show. Right? Yeah, Rebels. Yeah, it's essentially. I forget how many seasons. Rebels is like three or four seasons. I feel like I could be way off with that. Um, and, and help me, help me with the timeline. Uh, Clone Wars, which is where Ahsoka was introduced, is obviously between yes. between episodes two and three. Two and three. And then Rebels is before leading leading up to A New Hope, episode four, right? Yes. And, and then but, a little into it. But now in the timeline, we are after episode six. We're after Return of the Jedi, right? Yes. Yes. So, I mean, what were all the Rebels characters doing? During episodes four, five, and six, I guess so well, maybe we'll learn that. The, or the main that character, cartoon? which is something they've talked about in the Mandalorian show, and for those seen Rebels, it's been a long time, so I might be thinking about this improperly. But the main character went off with Thrawn. They're right, they that's kinda, why it kind of disappeared, right? Like potentially yeah. into into time travel, space time. Like you don't yeah. really know what happened to them. It's ambiguous yeah. at the end of the cartoon. And then ah- Ahsoka is looking for Ezra, who was with Thrawn. Okay. So that's one thing, and then and so she's still yeah, everyone else. So so theoretically, yeah. all of the timeline from episodes four, five, and six, Ahsoka's been searching for Thrawn because that's yes because she showed up in Mandalorian saying I'm looking for Thrawn, right? I mean that's what she was yeah. looking for. Yeah, she's so, been looking for Thrawn in theory for a while. Yeah, okay, I mean, and that's fine. I mean that that all makes sense. Speaking yeah. of Return of the Jedi, uh, they're going to put it back in theaters for the 40th anniversary. I've been seeing a bunch about that, and I'm really debating how I don't go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do I not see that in theaters? If you're in the greater New Jersey area, the sandwich will be hosting the Geek Stuff TNG live event at the Return of the Jedi. It'll be a pop-up live event with two minutes of head time. <laughs> It'll just be, just basically go sit next to a sandwich in the theater. Um, yeah. uh, but, oh, oh, there's a fee for service. You have to buy sandwiches ticket. And then you can... Yeah, and my popcorn. 
Basically, and my yeah, drink. Well, it depends on how many people we go. You know, you, you, you take you take you take me on a date. Right. When it, it's not even win a date. Show up to the Return of the Jedi live in theaters. Pay for sandwiches, ticket. The first person pays for your ticket. Second person buys you popcorn. The more people that go, the more stuff you get. You know. I mean, yeah. I think that's uh, we can organize that. If you want to go, call the GVM line. Two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. Um. What's I, funny I, is yep. I'm trying to catch up my girlfriend. So. We, I started watching Star Wars with her. We started the... And I'm starting in release order, not like chronological order, because I feel right. like release order just... Yep. Yep. I feel like it makes more sense mm-hmm. somehow. Um, so I want to be caught up. I'm trying. She's bucking me a little bit on it. <laughs> um, to be caught up with episode six so we could see it in theaters together. And be like a nice, like, nerd, like, cute moment. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to get her to sit down and watch the rest of episode four because we stopped right after they broke Leia out of jail because she was tired and yeah. didn't want to watch anymore. And they have to watch all of five. It's funny. So I feel I feel your pain, right? So when, when uh, Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Land opened to Disneyland, and yeah. you know, and which was a big deal, and we, we made a lot of efforts as a family to get there and to ride Rise of the Resistance, right? And I mean, when it was yes. brand new, it was not easy to to get in, right? You know, it was the virtual queue and all that, all that stuff. And, you know, we wrote it, uh, and, and, uh, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law, uh, they were like, oh yeah, that was pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, just like the movie, this and that. And they're like, oh yeah, well, I haven't seen it. And I'm like, what? So like, that was the first I was made aware <laughs> that my wife's brother and sister had never seen any <laughs> of the Star oh, Wars yeah. movies. Oh yeah. And of course, at that time, they were still, I think, only the first of the sequel trilogy were even out, right? So, so I just said, I said, that's it. All right, we're watching them all, and so we did, and, and we did them in release order, right? Uh, and then, and then we watched the last couple, like when they as they came out. Um, but so, I think that for for a modern audience, right, especially Star Wars, the first one, right, it's a '70s movie. It's got a '70s uh, cadence, isn't pacing. the right word? Pacing. The pacing is just. Very different for a modern audience. Even you know, we, we do the Godfather joke. So you go back and watch Godfather. It's very slow paced. You know, the, the oh yeah, is just, you yeah. Know. There's there's no the, there's no action in the yeah. Godfather. And there's no like real. There's suspense building, but it's like slow burn the entire the, time. The entire the entire time for sure. So so I, I get that Star Wars takes, especially if you know you don't know the characters. You know, I mean, because it's also a kids movie, right? You know, most of the people that love it saw it for the first time when they were pretty young. Uh, you know, so like you kind of, you know, you're more excited about the special effects and the and the sci-finess of it than how slow paced it is. So, so I get it, but I hope that you, uh, I hope that you get it in time to go see it in the theater because that would be. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, it's funny. I'm gonna sound like a, some weird nerd elitist, but I always get shocked when I meet people who haven't seen any Star Wars movies or like know nothing about it because it feels like such an important part of just like culture. I am just like an American culture yeah. or like a some kind of culture but like it feels like earth culture like everyone on the planet earth at some point knows a star wars reference they know luke i'm your father in the farthest reaches of the world i bet i could find someone in, in anywhere in the world and they'll vaguely know that reference right and no I, and I get it it doesn't feel like pop culture anymore it feels like regular culture yeah you know, i, I kind of feel the same way about somebody who's never seen any of the star trek uh tv show or movies or any of that you know you'd feel like at this point you've seen some of it but but I would I would agree that that maybe Star Wars is probably a little more well known than Star Trek. 
I think I think we've kind of had this this if, argument. If, if I could find if it's on Amazon Prime, Star Trek's on Amazon Prime. Uh, no, it's Paramount Plus. Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus. All right, I gotta figure out my parents' login. I'll start doing it. Yeah, I, I think the, the the difference is like what what I was. We've had this conversation a little bit, you know, like Star Trek or Star Wars, and Kev says you don't have to choose because one's science fantasy and one's science fiction and and, and whatever. But I also felt like. Um, I feel like I'm more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan today. But when I was a child, you know, in the 70s, yes. watching Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, as they were released in theaters, I know that's way before you were born. But when I, you know, I was a huge Star Wars fan. I had all the toys. I didn't have a lot of Star Trek toys. I had a lot of Star Wars toys. Oh, yeah. And, and I watched Star Trek. But, again, that's the difference between a movie and a TV show. Right. Oh yeah. And, and one, then, one's a, a space adventure, and the other one's a space procedural, almost. Yeah, and so, but so, the Star Wars movies, though, there was three and then done, you know. But Star Trek, there were movies and TV shows, and then spinoff TV shows and spinoff of spinoff TV shows. So like Star Trek was ubiquitous. It was there was lots of Star Trek content that I think because it was more omnipresent. I became more of a Star Trek fan because it was just always there. Whereas Star Wars, okay, I'm a fan, but I don't rewatch the, the the original three movies over and over and over again as I'm older. But there's constantly new Star Trek stuff. So like now, yeah. maybe it's going the other way with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka and new movies. You know, like okay, that's what you need to do to cultivate and and keep growing as a fan is new content. Oh, yeah. it, it might get back to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm struggling to choose Star Trek or Star Wars, and you don't have to choose. And I do love both, but but yeah, I, I just I think that's uh, I I think that's it, it is weird though. Yeah, oh, I haven't seen any of them, especially Star Wars. I feel like Star Wars is a little more because they were big movies and they yeah. have been such a big deal. Again, there's no there's no Star Trek land at a theme park, right? You know, like Star Wars is a little bit a little bit higher level, I think. Mm-hmm. So so I agree. Um, speaking of content, there's still uh, we we got some confirmation from Donald Glover that they're quote talking about the Lando Calrissian show w- w- with Donald Glover. The ca- it's, I mean, it's it'll be, be cool. Calrissian Chronicles, and he's got it. It would be great. It would. He was so good. It was so much fun. Like that was absolutely the best part of the solo movie. Not, and I didn't think the solo movie was bad, but just the little bit that you got of Lando was the best part of that movie, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I thought that was a good movie. It's just going to feel weird because I feel like they've kind of cut uh, Solo out of canon. Not out of canon, but you know what I mean? Like, they don't they don't ad- admit it's a movie sometimes, but we're going to save Lando. Like, it feels kind of weird. But, I mean, it's not like they have... To, it's not like they're, like, cutting off, cutting it out of the universe, you know what I mean? It's just well, and I a, still, re- a refixing of time. Yeah, but I, and I still think, like, I've only seen Solo the one time that I saw it in the theater. Right, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you watch Solo, and then you watch uh, Empire Strikes Back, when Han shows up at Cloud City and he says, "Oh, you know, you got a lot of nerve coming here," that literally could be the next time that he saw Lando. Like, you know, he leaves in at the end of uh, Solo, taking yeah. his ship, and then the next time he sees them is Empire Strikes Back. That feels fine. Like, there does not have to be any Solo. In yeah. the Calrissian Chronicles, right? No, yeah. Um, now, or they get that actor that played Solo, and they have him pop in from time to time. It's okay if they have had a friendship and lots of other adventures between Solo and Empire, but I I felt like it would work just as well if there wasn't. 
right? Because you don't know whatever the last thing that happened before he comes back to Cloud City. You know, who knows? So, yeah. Um, and I, that's how I felt from from the get go. So, I mean, you know, we'll see. But I, I would Donald Glover is great in everything he does. So I, I think that yes. uh, you know, the more of him, the better. All right. Uh, let's see. Any other Star Wars news? Anything else you want to say about the Star Wars or the Star Wars celebration in London? Um, no, I think I also, I don't know if they announced it. I thought that I heard they did that next year's in Japan. Oh, that the next time it's going, is going to be in Japan. So I don't know if Kev knew that he probably knows it already. He probably bought tickets already. Um, well, for sure. Again, he's part of the reason he's not here is because he has to work, uh, <laughs> right now. And because he's got to save up to go to Japan now, maybe that's why he's yeah, like, oh, I yeah. imagine there is now a growing budget of, I'm going to Japan and see celebration in Japan because for me. If I was going to see Celebration anywhere, in theory, if I had the choice, I'd want to see it in Japan. Because I could only imagine how wonderfully over-the-top, in a great way, Star Wars would be in Japan. Oh, yeah. Like, I I can't even begin to comprehend how amazing that would be. Now, have, have you ever been to Japan? To Japan? No. no. I've been out of the country a couple times, but not Japan. But, not that far. But Kev has Kev relatively recently did a trip to Japan, right? And and he I th- loved it. And he, he to was back, right? he was he went during COVID. So he would. I remember him saying like the country was closing behind him as he <laughs> all, was all doing the doors things. Were shutting on his way out. Yeah, yeah. Like he would see a museum, and the next day it'd be shut down for COVID, and then he'd see something else, and then they were shut down for COVID. All right. So so yeah. So I mean, I I know. Yeah, that's like talking about wheelhouses, right? You, you got. Um, you, you got Star Wars Celebration and in Japan. That's all. That's just everything is all about Kev. So yeah, you're right. I'm sure as much. I mean, and I know he really, really wanted to go to London. Heck, I wanted to go to London. You know, all the all the Fantatrax guys that were here when it was here, and Kev came to visit in Anaheim, and, and I got to meet all the Fantatrax guys who are just incredibly nice guys. We had such a great time hanging out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, next year it's in London." So it's like right in their backyard, and I was like, "Yeah, and I'd like to go to that." But you know, I mean. Traveling to to London for a convention is a lot, uh, yeah. and, and it just didn't work out. And same thing, you know, Kev had some other things that come up. So it's unfortunate that he couldn't be in London. Um, but I'm sure Tokyo or not Tokyo, Japan is going to be way up there. It might, it might even be in Tokyo. Who knows? I don't even know. Yeah. So Kev will find out for us. He probably bought tickets already and had yeah. the hotel set up. Well, and then and then there's uh, there's Tokyo Disney, right? Yes. So I mean, that's got like the Supertron ride, I think. I think. And there's probably some exclusive Tokyo Disney Astromech or something like that that he'd want. Oh my god. And it might be cheaper to send it to you than to send it to me, in theory. I don't know if it even matters. I think once you're shipping it into the U.S., it doesn't matter whether it's East Coast or West Coast if it's coming from yeah. Japan. But, uh, I, don't even, I don't even want to know what the ex- Disney exclusives in Tokyo are. But I mean, that's a... That's a once in a lifetime trip for anybody, but then it just lines up with so many of Kev's wheelhouses that that oh, yeah. you know. So anyway, I'm sure. I mean, I'd love to go to Japan. Me and my friends around here have been talking about at some point saving up money and doing a guy's trip to Japan for like a week or two. Now I'd love to do that. Well, now now you know I'd, now you have a timeline. Save it up and make it Star Wars Celebration, and uh, you know, and then it's for it's for your podcast, and you can write it off as a business trip. <laughs> Not that, not that, I'm not, don't consider that tax advice or legal advice. Yeah, I'm going to talk to, to my financial advisor about that <laughs> and see the validity of such things. 
but uh, I mean, you know, it would it, it would be it would be a cool trip. I mean, we'll make that the next tier on the on the Patreon. You know, it, it goes from uh, ten dollars. Send me to, to Japan. A thousand dollars to send uh, Kev and uh, Sandwich to Japan. Uh, and then, you know, oh, I, I'd want to see all the anime stuff too, obviously, because you know, yeah. I'm big into that. So, all the wonderful merch you could see in Japan, I imagine, would be crazy. Yeah, all right. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's wrap up the Star Wars segment and uh, and uh, go to break. We'll uh, we'll uh, end this segment the way we end some segments by saying that this is uh, episode 718, which we have not titled yet. And uh, after these messages, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments. Oh. <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> Wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the Art, Comedy, and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, 
removable hyperdrive opening cockpit and a magazine full of fascinating facts plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hey, this is Rosario Dawson from Clerks 2, and you're listening to Big Cav's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Big Hefuna Studios. It's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're in from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale. Hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received. Fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Here you go. Okay, now I'm sure. <laughs> That's a good way to start the commercial with the crunch of a lovely parm crisp. That's right. No Geek Stuff TNG would be complete without parm crisp snack mix. Farm crisps are full of all the nutrients you need and the wonderful flavors you have come to love and know, like farm. Crisp. Yeah, also crisp. Almonds, cashews, pistachios, three grams of net carbs per serving. Net carbs, Kev, does that mean that it has some carbs that cancel out because it doesn't have sugar? Yeah, it has diet, it has fiber in it and no added sugar. So you take the fiber remove the fiber from the carbohydrates, the dietary fiber. And who makes Palm Crisps? Are they their own company? I believe so. Wow. An independent company too. Looking at their website, palmcrisps.com, it says our original blend of Palm Crisps, you can get an everything tub, an original pouch, you can get the ranch snack 
mix pouch or sour cream and onion pouch? What's your favorite, I'm, Kev? I haven't seen sour cream and onion. What was that? I like, I like the original. I like the original, but the ranch one is fine too. I'd like to try sour cream and onion. It's probably very good. Yeah, you could get the variety pack. Oh, looking at all of the ingredients. Oh, you see, sir, I, I get them at the Costco in the large size because I eat so many delicious parm crisps. Oh, looking at the website, let's see what's in the variety pack. You got cheddar, original, jalapeno, everything, four cheese, and sour cream. They all sound delicious. They are, but I don't think they're doing the big, what is this, 20 ounce. I don't think they're doing, are they doing 20 ounces of all those flavors? I don't know. For more information on Parm Crisps, go to parmcrisps.com and find them at your better retailers today. When you buy them, mention Geek Stuff TNG for absolutely no discount. Mention them at checkout and look like a weirdo. (laughs) Reach out to them at parmcrisps.com and tell them you heard about Parm Crisps from Geek Stuff TNG. All right, hey, as we... Now that we've got Kev back for a little bit uh, in the second half of the show here, we did mention, uh, I think next year's Star Wars Celebration is going to be in, uh, in, to- in Japan. Is that, did you hear in that? In 25. In 25. Are they not doing one in 24, or it's just the next one's in 25? The next one's in 25, and it's in Japan. So. I am going, by hook or by crook, I am going. Now, did, did they... <laughs> And so, so is Sandwich. That reminds me. I mean, did they used to do it every other year, and then this time they did two in um, a row, or? No, they did. They they did it in random. It was random. It wasn't. Uh, but then they started doing them kind of regularly, and it was like Florida, California, Florida, or reverse, California, Florida, California, Chicago, um, Chicago, London. They've done one in Japan before, one of the early ones. They did one in Germany. Uh, they did one in, I think they did another one in London. I could be wrong about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's not it's it's not really a set schedule. And I imagine because they wanted to go back to Japan, they had to, like, do it when Japan was available, I guess. Yeah, I just wonder why they're not doing one next, why, why they didn't do one somewhere, like come back to Anaheim for next year and then do Japan in 25 why they're just going to take it of the break. I suspect it's because Japan will be more expensive for your number one, probably a lot more planning and doing back, back, especially when you're doing it in another country, when a lot of vendors and people who are showing stuff, you know what I mean? Like exhibitors probably will be from the U, not exclusively, but probably to some and going London immediately right to Japan is a, is another reason why they may want it to put the break in to financially get people a break. Yeah. So, so, so by hook or by crook, Kev is going to be in 2025 Star Wars Celebration in, is it, is it in Tokyo? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just I just know Japan. I, I, I'm sure they said where in Japan, but I, I don't recall. And then will you swing by Tokyo Disney and pick up some Tron stuff? Is that the plan? It's not in Tokyo Disney. It's in Singapore. I learned uh, that lesson when I was in Japan last time. Oh, okay. So there's no Tron ride at Tokyo Disney? 
No. Oh, it's okay. just it's Singapore and Florida now. That's you, mean, it. you mean Shanghai? Uh, no, Shang. Yeah, Shanghai. Yeah, that's it. All right. So let's see. Let's move on. Let's talk about some Warner Brothers stuff. Uh, looks like the script for the Superman Legacy is written, uh, and they're in pre-production. Oh, there with Mister Mister James Gunn uh, is is moving right on. Uh, the Penguin show. I think people have said that the Penguin show on on HBO Max is is kind of like Sopranos set in the in Gotham City. I mean, I hope I hope it's, it's I hope it's that good. At, at best, it's going to last one season because no one cares because the because they announced that the Pattinson Batman would only have three movies and that's it. So who's going to get invested in a spinoff show about the Penguin? Nobody. I mean, wasn't that uh, wasn't that what the show Gotham was? Right? It was just about no, no Commissioner Gordon and the Penguin. Gotham. What was that a spinoff of? No, it wasn't a spinoff. It was just bef- Gotham before Batman, right? Yeah. And yeah. nobody cared. But but I, I'll tell you, though, I mean, uh, Colin Farrell as Penguin is such amazing acting. Uh, and, I mean, I, I've seen the, you know, the interview with him. He basically says, like, just seeing himself in the makeup just... It's so freeing for him, and he really just gets a kick out of getting to just look completely different and play that character. So, I mean, I'll be interested to see how it is. Uh, the new True Detective looks like it it's, uh, takes place in Alaska, I think. I don't know if anybody cares about that. Um, nope. It's going to be a long wait till we get uh, season two of Peacemaker, because they got a lot of other stuff. And then, didn't they announce the voice cast for the, uh, the monster movie, the monster cartoon one? I think... Uh, I think they did, but I don't remember. They did announce, though, speaking of voice casts, they're doing Scott Pilgrim as an animated series, I think, at Netflix, and they got the entire movie cast back to do the voices. Oh, we, we hit that last time. We yeah, were here. Can, I, can I get that on oh, DVD, yeah. and can I have Netflix mail it to me? I think that would be good, right? Why? <laughs> Why? Netflix is shutting down their mail order. Did you know that Netflix still did mail order DVDs? They still did that. They still do, but they I are. Know that. They're going to stop doing it soon. And Redbox wants to buy that business. Just so, um, sure, <laughs> have it. I mean, Take it, yeah. please. I, I'll tell you. You know my 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 history with Netflix. When you could, when I still did, before streaming, right? And the job that I had, I was on the road a lot and, and I've spent I had a lot of downtime I used to constantly just have a DVD in my laptop playing whatever and my laptop played things on double speed so I would crank through what I was watching I would crank through entire series runs on DVD as quickly as I could like I would get them watch them get it right back in that envelope the same day and get it get, get me the next one get me the next one um, so I, I got my just Spider-Man. back in the day how proud you must be. Oh, yeah. I saw so many good good uh, series back then. Let's see. What else? Uh, Netflix Netflix is getting sued by uh, by an Egyptian lawyer for casting a black woman as Cleopatra. Oh, well. Apparently, what? 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 Cleopatra apparently has Greek heritage, and in a new Netflix film, she is played by a black woman, and somebody from a lawyer from Egypt is suing Netflix over it. Um, okay. I don't know. And then uh, they're they're getting ready. They're they're getting ready to propose that password ca- uh, crackdown. Right? They're going to start charging more for shared passwords. I don't know how they're going to know or how they're going to stop it, but they're it's coming sooner or later. It'll it's probably be one password 
for one, you know, like unit at a time. So when you sign in, no one else will be able to sign in because the account will already be in use. That's the easiest way to do it. Well, and they can also tell location wise, right? I mean, like yeah. sandwich, where are you using your mom's Netflix account from, right? What was that? Me? Where, where, sandwich, where, whose Netflix account are oh, you using? My mother's in basically Philadelphia. Yeah. So, uh, my and, and, is Netflix. And the same thing would go for kids away at college, right? You can't use your yeah. parents. Yeah. Now, what they're going to do, correct. though, is they're going to say, oh, one location password costs, you know, 20 bucks a month. Two locations cost 25 You know, So really, they're just going to charge you for it. Um, yeah, right. But I'm I'm sure they have a way to police it, and it's going to it's 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 inevitable. So those uh, the days of password sharing are coming to an end. We had the salad days of password sharing, and they're almost over. Um, I mean, yep. I, I want to say real quick, I don't think I care that I'm losing Netflix really that much, because <laughs> well, not after I... the the next and last season of Umbrella Academy. That's going to be over soon, and then Cobra Kai ends soon, and then anything I want to watch, I can watch elsewhere at this point. So, here's my question. When do large groups of the population go back to, I'm going to torrent this shit instead of paying for streaming? Because, I mean, there's always been a fringe group that had the technical ability to do that, right? Mm -hmm. It's probably easier to do today than it ever was. But it's also, streaming is also easier than it ever was. But streaming is getting expensive. At what point do people just say, you know, if I really want to see it, I can see it. Uh, and I'm just not going to pay 20 bucks a month for Netflix. I mean, it could be even yeah, be it, now. It, Who knows? <laughs> it's definitely going to happen. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You know, and, you know, um, who just who's reviving physical media? Is it Disney? Didn't Disney just announce that they're reviving physical media? I don't know. I had not seen that. I mean, it would make sense because Disney probably loses a lot of money from DVD sales that people just want to own them. You know, they just want to have it, you know? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was Disney announced because they didn't do as well with Disney Plus as they hoped and how, you know, they think that physical media is still going to do better for them. So they're going to re-up that. I'm pretty sure it's Disney that said that. I mean, you know, with the events of the last year, I think think that i mean physical media is more important than it's ever been because again other than finding a way to download it to you know i mean you know finding a way to get a a an unlicensed copy of it is the only way to get a lot of things right now because companies like warner brothers just took it off the platform took a tax write-off and it's gone forever so if you didn't have a physical media or some copied burned version of it you're never going to be able to get that content again and and that that is a step backwards, right? When we first got to streaming, it was like, oh, pretty soon everything you've ever wanted will be available at a flick of a button and you can watch whatever you want. And then now that's turning out not to be true because they'd rather take a tax write-off than make everything you've ever wanted available to you. Well, yeah. and then the other, the other side of that also is the idea that you're purchasing digital access. Right. You right? don't own it. You own access as long as they want to give it to you. No, as long as they have the rights for it. Like, you don't know, like, you're not buying it forever. When you, like, buy a movie from, like, Apple Movies, you you own that movie, at, you, you own access to that movie as long as Apple has access to that movie. And once they don't, you're fucked. Yep, yep, and you don't get, you're there's no You're fucked out of that money. Yep. So. 
And they say they used to say you'll own it forever. They had to stop saying that because they started having movies pulled back from them and they got in trouble. So they had to change their position. Yeah. So here's here's one other advantage to physical media. Uh, speaking of uh, problematic people and, uh, you know, as people go to that cancel corner, if if you don't own the physical media and you go stream it, then technically the creators get a little bit of money from that, from, from royalties and so forth. If you own the DVD and the creator of something turns out to be a total douchebag, um, you can just go watch the DVD and the creator doesn't get any extra money. So if you don't want to fund somebody with your dollars, you know, that turns out to be a douchebag after you've already purchased the physical media, well, you can not give them any future dollars by not streaming it and watching it on your DVDs. And that's true for lots of creators out there these days, unfortunately. So, Yeah. All right, enough about that. Jeff Bezos uh, and the J.R.R. Tolkien estate are hit with a $250 million lawsuit over the Lord of the Rings series. From who? I don't know. Who's suing them? I should have I looked at that. I should have read that part before I read the article, before I read the headline. Is it New well, Line? Who, 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 who would have the gumption, the balls, the gonads, to go against fucking Lex Luthor himself? He does look like Lex Luthor. Um... So the writer is suing them, the screenwriter for the Lord of the Rings movies. For the movies? Philip Bowens? No, let's see. It says here, a writer named Demetrius Polychron, sounds like a fake name, filed a $250 million law, lawsuit uh, for copyright infringement. What? Who did he, who, what? Did he write a, a script and it didn't get used? And now he's saying they stole my script? And so in the lawsuit, the writer claims that he wrote and published the original work entitled The Fellowship of the King and conceived an entire seven-book series, The War of the Rings. The writer said he obtained the copyright for the book in 2017. His work was heavily influenced by the Tolkien books. And in November 2017, the writer uh, claimed he sent a letter to Tolkien's grandson explaining his love of The Lord of the Rings and told him that... And told him about his book. And so this apparently must be very similar to his ideas. He's claiming that his ideas were stolen for uh well, the you Rings can't of Power. Patent an idea. Well, but you can you can copyright uh you can copyright a a story. If it's printed, but he didn't do all those books. It says, it says he it says he 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 published the first one. And conceived of the seven book series, so I mean, you know, so, he'll, he'll have his day in court. I guess anything to do with the first one, then yes. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Moving on. Two hundred fifty million. That guy's nuts. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's Jeff Bezos who's got a trillion dollars, right? Maybe he just pays the guy a million dollars and lets him go, makes him go away, you know? Or pays some guy two million to assassinate him and not get caught. <laughs> Whatever happens first. Allegedly. Allegedly. You don't want to get you don't want to get Bezos mad at you, do you? I'm All, not saying Bezos would do that. I'm saying Bezos could do that. All praise to the man. <laughs> I mean, you know, Bezos. all of a sudden, just a package from Amazon ends up in your uh, in in the where you have to go pick it up from the uh, from the mail place addressed to the sandwich, and as you're taking it to the archive, it suddenly explodes. I mean, you know. No one would ever know. Hey, I don't want to hear and, that. And the archive would get will, destroyed. More importantly, <laughs> the sandwich blowing up 
the archives. No, 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 no. Hold on. There's an outside chance that he may have other packages. <laughs> and I don't want those packages damaged because he pissed off Jeff Bezos. Sandwich happened to have picked up another Galactus in the car from the, from the unit. It was lost in the fire. <laughs> Sandwich was fine. Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be the best, too, if there was an assassination attempt on Sandwich, but Kev lost a package. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you know, speaking of product real quick. Um, that would be awful. It would be awful. Uh, I love how you respect me so much that you're worried about my well-being and your packages. Listen, those packages won't get themselves. I mean, what if what if sandwich did get blown up by Jeff Bezos? Kenobi. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> you did get me. Oh, good for you. Hello there. Man, that's the only that is the only page on the soundboard that does not have the the button in the in the same place. You got me. Um, good. Now I know that. Yeah. Now, anytime you hear the, the sad trombone, you're gonna screw me. Um, all right, so does anybody remember like two years ago when Arby's, the roast beef fast food restaurant, uh, sold Dungeons & Dragons dice? Or Yes. Right? Yeah. And Sandwich sold... has them. He got all of them. Did you get I them? I wish. Did you get them? You didn't get them, right? They sold out by the time I looked. I was going to get them. So they, they were cheap. They sold out two years ago. They did it again like earlier this week. And then they said, oh, sorry, it was sold out. More are going on sale today which at the time of recording is Friday, at 11 o'clock Eastern. I was sitting here at my computer, ready to go, 11 o'clock Eastern, hit refresh, refresh, sold out. Which means oh, okay. they were only purchased by bots, right? Because no physical human being could have gone no. in, typed in a credit card, talked about it. It, it was impossible. And all of the Instagram about it is just people pissed off. And, and it's like, first of all, who cares? They're just dice with Arby's on them. It's a goof. Okay, you know yeah, that's fine. Right? Who cares? You but, know who cares? Yeah, dice yeah. hoarders. Yeah. Dice so, hoarders like the sandwich. Guess how much they're like, going for on eBay, dude? Guess how much? How much would you pay for one set of dice that says Arby's on it? 200 You'd get it then, because it's not that much. No, one of them sold for $400. Sold oh, I saw, for $400. I saw 80 and I was already upset. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, people that are... are it's all bought by resellers and they're reselling. And and who would, why would you pay 80 bucks for it? It's, it's dumb. Yeah, I'll pay 10 or 15 bucks to have them because it's funny. It's a goof. But it's like, yeah. why doesn't Arby's just make enough? Just make more. They're not, they don't need to be rare. Arby's doesn't make any more money if they're selling for 100 bucks online. Just sell more of them and give people a good experience instead of a shitty experience. The scarcity, the false scarcity, the fabricated scarcity creates a bad experience. The people that got them aren't going to go say, hey, I got these, this is great. All the people that didn't get them are going to be going, Arby's, you suck. They could have, it didn't and, have and to be that way. And then McDonald's swoops in and sells dice too. No, Wendy's, Wendy's is going to do it. Wendy's is the company. And Wendy's, just and send me some first. Whoever, whoever. <laughs> Someone will swoop in. It's, it's My the, own... Every fast food restaurant has their own set of dice now. Dude, that'd be Sam, great. I, I'd, I'd, get, I'd collect those for sure. That'd be a great novelty item to yeah. collect. And that's it, it's Sam, just a novelty wait. item. Yes. Did you get the Did you get the twenty sided popcorn bucket? No, I don't want it. I what? Did. Why? Why would I want some giant piece of plastic I have nowhere to put anywhere? Because you could keep your dice in it. I don't have that much dice. 
I don't know how much dice you think oh, I have. I don't have enough for that. I don't. Oh, oh my. You know, when are we going to talk about Sandwich's dice problem? Dude, we talked about it last week. He does not have the dice problem that you think that he has. He only buys dice that he, he can read, apparently. First of all, first of all, you're asking the junkie if he has a problem. <laughs> that is true. So, he was scratching, I mean, let's he was scratching his arm a little bit as he was saying it. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. I can quit anytime I want. I can quit anytime they stop making dice. <laughs> Kev, Kev was with me the last time I bought dice. Scott was with me last time we talked about this, and we talked about the dice that I would like to buy next. I put it in the group chat. They're really cool, and they're easy to read. I'll be honest. If, if I had infinite money and I could buy as many easy-to-read dice as possible, I'd buy easy-to-read dice. Fine. I'm addicted to easy-to-read dice. I'm not just ad- addicted to just dice that are colorful because I can't read them. And the whole point of D&D dice is I'm rolling them. And if I have to spend or question what dice I'm rolling, I refuse to play with it because it ruins my play experience of D&D, which is the thing that really matters. We got to get you like a set of old man dice. They're like just enormous with big giant letters on them. I do have a, a larger D20. I don't have larger other dice, though. And I have this wonderful wonderful, um, musket ball D100 my friend got me, Kevin, who I love very much, um, that I, if I got a real working musket, I guarantee I could put a hole in the side of an elephant with this (laughs) fucking musket ball we have. That's true. That thing is big. (laughs) On those those D100s, isn't it hard to tell what number, it's it's basically just a ball. How do you tell what, what number it's on? Is it, uh, is it so obvious? if you so so I roll in a tray and there's a push test where if you push the number you think it's on if it doesn't move it's on that number okay so you push what you think is the top and if it moves you're not on the bottom got it speaking uh, of on the bottom I'm on the bottom of my time uh, so I will bid you boys farewell. You, you got time for one more story? For now. You got one more story? Okay, what is it? Over on Paramount Plus, they're doing a Galaxy Quest TV series. Yes, I heard about... Yeah, this was in development before Alan Rickman died. Hmm. And they said that it wasn't going to go anywhere because he died. So I will be interested to see how they're going to proceed forward. So it looks like they're going to do basically... Just like they're doing with the Harry Potter, it's just going to be a show, but the movie. They're going to just tell the events of the movie, so it'll be a new cast. Yeah. It's basically going to be a series version of the movie. Yes. Like Scott Pilgrim. It's yes. going to be the same as that, but not animated. Yeah. So, all right. I, just yeah, wanted to, I, I just think wanted it's to... gonna, I think it's a really bad idea, to be honest with you. I mean, that movie, I mean, to many people, that movie is an absolute classic, and it has to do... A lot with, not exclusively with, but a lot with Alan Rickman. And I feel bad for ever the poor bastard is that is going to step into those shoes. But but if it's well written and the jokes work, uh, you know, then you can get just as much fun and spread over you know, eight know. episodes. I mean, no, you're, it's, it's going to be hard. I, I think know. it's especially hard with a comedy, right? If it's a, if it's a draw, if you're taking a serious movie and making it a serious you know, eight episodes, I think maybe it's a little yeah. harder to sustain comedy for eight, one hour. And again, maybe they're going to be short episodes. You know, maybe it's, you know, it ends up being, 
you know, eight half-hour episodes, so you end up getting, you know, four hours worth of, a like, a four-hour comedy movie out of it, which, you know. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Thanks for, and with thanks that, for I will join us. bid this episode of Geek Stuff TNG farewell by saying Good night, Kenobi. Hello there. Wherever you are. All right, Kev, take care. All right, so let's see. Last thing on the Paramount Plus, they're also going to do a Section 31 show. Again, you don't know what that is. If, if, you, if you're a Star Trek fan... Section thirty one is like I guess like like MI six. They're like the they're like the spy agency, like Starfleet's spy yeah. agency. But I don't I don't even know that they're that. I think that they're like like they're autonomous and they just kind of do what they think is right. So they're like very morally ambiguous Starfleet spies. Like they're maybe even potentially bad guys. I don't know. Like, but they they were sprinkled through like Deep Space Nine and a few other things. So the Section thirty one has come up. Uh, as kind of a, a fringe part of Starfleet, so I'll be interested to see that. And it's going to have Michelle Yao in it, right? That's she's from Everything Everywhere All at Once, right? So, oh yeah, yeah. So, so that's good. Cool. Uh, let's see, just a couple other things. I think we hit most of it. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, just a couple of like celebrity comic book deaths, I would say. Uh, Rachel Pollock, who was a uh, trans activist and comic book writer, died at age 77. And then Al Jaffe, the Mad Magazine cartoonist, died at 102. Did you ever read a Mad Magazine? No, I mean, so I never read it like, I never like went out to get one. But when I was spending time at the comic shop down the street from my house, um, they had Mad Magazines, like older ones, just like kind of like around. Um, So I definitely remember like closing up a shop, the shop one time and like just. The owner, you know, Dave, God rest his soul, would be up front, like, closing down the shop and getting everything together. It's like, all right, I got, like, a while because he's going to close the shop and watch a hockey game. So I have, like, essentially three hours. I'm like, oh, look at this mad magazine. And it was always interesting. I mean, maybe, like, the art was fine. Like, I was never blown by anything. But I know the cultural significance of mad magazine and, and, and like, mad TV. There's a style to Mad Magazine art, and I think this guy is very responsible for that. You remember yes. the fold-ins at the back? Do you know what a mad, when I say a mad fold-in, do you know what that is? Vaguely. So, most of the time on the back cover, <coughs> bless you, most of the time on the back cover of Mad Magazine, there would be a fold-in. So it's a picture, and then when you fold yeah. it together, the outsides together, it would be some other picture that would be the joke. So that's a, so if you, when you're done, Google Mad Magazine fold-in, and you can see some examples of that. Um, let's see. I think there's one more, there's one more thing. Uh, let's see. I guess, did you watch the, are you caught up on Mandalorian? I finished today. And what are your thoughts? So I thought it was fine. Oops. Oh, damn. I blew it. It's that time of the night. I'm not even going to do it. Fuck it. I I messed up the bit. Fuck it. Uh, I have a, I have a D and D question for you and I was trying to get the bit in there. I have a D and D answer then. All right. So are they, um, so, so they're moving to D to one D and D D and D one one D and D, something like that. One D and D D I think it's one D and D sixth edition. Basically, they're, yes. They're yes. They're moving on to that, and I keep seeing stuff talking about removing half races. But then I'm seeing things saying, "Well, they're, no, they're not removing half races." So are they or are they not removing half races? So I was pretty sure I read that they had full intentions to remove 
the wording that is half elf, half orc. What they will do from what I saw, now I, I have to check the validity of this, I'm not 1000% sure, is that they'll give you the ability to essentially be human with elf features. Because I think they they don't like the connotation of being half anything. You know, maybe, maybe has, create some feel bads. I never heard of that before, but once again, maybe that's just not something I've dealt with personally in my life, so or heard about in my like passings through, you know, my walk through life. Um, but they want to try to eliminate the idea of like half whatever. So, but they'll give you an option where it's like, okay, you can be a human with orcish features, I think, or like elvish features to reach that aesthetic of being a half elf without being directly half elf. But it was also like again, it's been a while, but. If you're a half elf, yeah, you're a little smaller than human, but you're also doesn't your like dexterity get a, a bump up, and you're better, you know, like weren't there certain attributes that would come with the different races? Oh, like like yeah, so a half half elf or half worker, like when you're doing any of these like uh, these mixed races, that might sound rough. Sorry, it's it's, it's, just, it's hard. It's to talk literally about it. the, it's, it's literally, literally it's what it is. Yeah. It's a mix. It's a mixture of two races. Uh, there would be different racial and stat bonuses depending on what you are. And I'm looking at an article now that Wizards of the Coast did officially announce that they are moving to remove that half races from one D and D. But but I think that, again, but there's still ways because to of, get the attributes yeah. and the, they'll just... get the, they'll let you do it in a way, but they're not going to let you call they're not going to let the game call you a half elf. Right. They'll let you look like someone who. Oh yeah, my mom's an elf and my dad's a human. They'll let that happen, but they don't want the word half elf to be uh, used because Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro has have been doing a lot of uh, racial cleaning up with D and D past two, three, four years. How long it's been? You know, eliminating the idea of like the dark elves and deep gnomes as being like evil for obvious reasons because you know they're darker skinned things. And then I guess this is another step in eliminating the idea of like half anything trying to make it where it's almost more homogenous in a way mm -hmm. which i like and dislike i i like the idea of you know i don't want anyone to, i don't want to make anyone feel bad or you know have some kind of weird racial undertones for things in D because D D is supposed to be an escape for things like that unless you've explicitly talked with your dm and you, your dm and your players that hey listen we might do some racial things in this game is that cool with you because that is a, that is a topic that uh should be discussed if you intend to do that as a dm so if you intend to be racist to uh certain player races please let the player race guy who's doing it know before he starts the game because i was in a game where the guy didn't do that and it was rough uh so but just you know the the so, idea of so, making hold on. I mean, again, I, I think what you're saying is absolutely yes. right. But so, so are you saying, for example, an NPC in the game was racist against orcs or half orcs, and that came uh -huh. across in the role play, or the DM was racist against a certain type of care of of? of, uh, of I had we were playing in a game where my friend was a cat person, okay, and the DM did not tell him that the entire country didn't like anyone who wasn't humanoid looking. So he would go from town to town and have to cover his face, and if anyone saw him, it'd be so not nice. It was a DM's choice to make that character be in that situation. It didn't have anything to do with... It was a homebrew, so it was DM's choice. Yeah. 
and, yeah. and it wasn't discussed previously. And it so. wasn't explicitly discussed before. Because yeah. we all happened to pick, I was a human, my other friend was like a half-elf. So like, you you, could, you look human enough, you know what I mean? Right. But like my other friend picked, uh, like I said, a cat person. And um, it created feel-bads because anytime we'd go into a town, ew, you freak of nature, you can't be in my shop, or I'll charge you double because you're different. And it's like, okay, um, I don't want to play in this game right. and <laughs> anymore. I think, I think that 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 kind of is is the problem is is I don't know if Wizards of the Coast necessarily needs to change the language. It's more about I mean change the players. <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean you know like and, and that's it. And I think that so yeah you you can change the language and there in this magical world there can be any kind of combination of any anything in there and that's all but fine. It, I mean you know they're it, just it, not gonna... it at least passes the buck onto the player then. Right, right. I didn't do anything wrong yeah. because I let you create whatever you wanted to create. Right. And that, it's that guy's fault for being fucked up. Yeah. And so, and, and coming back to what you said also, so like they backed off on like drow are evil. Yes. Orcs are evil. Yeah. Right. And now that, then my question is, so how does that work when quote unquote, those are the monsters that you're supposed to be fighting. Mm hmm. Did they come up with a sufficient backstory and motivation to why orcs are typically enemies of society in general, right? And I'm not, it has nothing to do with race, right? Orcs are typically, I mean, you, formally you would say orcs are evil and that's why they don't get along with society and they're always at war. Okay, yeah. say they're not evil, but what is the motivation from their perspective that keeps them at war with the rest of society? Did they do that? I, f I feel like that they, they didn't, and what I felt like what they've been pushing is, and maybe it was just my feeling, where they've created more alien-like monsters okay. so that it's more of us, us versus these, and I'm saying this not trying to be a douche, these freaks of nature, these non-humanoid things. I'm not saying that's what they're doing. What I'm saying is, like, this not, definitely not human you know, it has like nine arms and three heads, and it's like, okay, so, that's El something Eldridge, alien, Eldridge horror yes. type of stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. I like they're. I feel like trying to go that direction with like a lot of the enemies and bosses and monsters they're making, like demons and evil, and like that's what I feel like they're pushing more. And like orcs just happen to be a more aggressive lifestyle of you know people, where it's not like you know orcs aren't bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, and I understand why they want to do that, but in a game like that, how do you, like, the way that you differentiate between, and, and it's not necessarily even true, because you don't need to differentiate between the characters and the monsters, because your character could be chaotic evil. I mean, yeah. it, you know, you, you can have a humanoid character who's chaotic, chaotic evil, and whatever the motivation and the reason behind that, it is what it is, but, you know, monsters theoretically are chaotic evil by nature, and that's where it's like, but they're saying because everything is playable, it's hard to differentiate between what has a conscience and what doesn't, yeah. and so they're trying to eliminate that because many of the characters also come from a bad, uh, or not characters, many of the monsters, like you said, you know, there's some historical racism at play in in that. So, like I said, I, I see yeah, the, I see the I've, challenge. I see why they want to do it, but it also makes it tough to explain proper motivation. If you if you still want to have orcs be your adversary, you have to come up with a good. You know, it just makes the yeah. 
creating the they're, they're, e- they're evil because they're summoning like de- demons from hell to invade like they have to be more like i'm gonna say vanilla evil where it's like they're evil for evil's sake almost right and yeah like a demon a demon's a demon yeah. so it's evil yeah right but you know i mean i don't know I, I, like, it, we're not do, gonna solve you, it here on this do you remember when the uh the Spelljammer thing came out last year. Yeah. And like it was a month or two after it came out because they had written some stuff, which rightfully so, I do agree. Vaguely racist sounding. Mm-hmm. Totally vaguely racist. And they completely re they they took all they, they didn't take the books back in, but they re-released all the content online at least, um, with new writing now, where they like took out a whole paragraph of the background. Yeah, I still have mine. That involved very racist things. Yeah. I still have mine in the shrink wrap, so that it'll be the original racist version yeah. that uh, somebody will want to pay money for because they want the original version someday. There you go. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, yeah D and Good. Anytime, anytime they do anything with D and D now, anyways, you'll see that they're they do their best to betray the people playing it. You know, you'll watch them show people playing D and D, and it's like, oh, there's a guy, a white guy. And a black girl, and a white girl with pink hair, and an Asian guy. They're gonna do a good job of like showing you different people of all different cultures playing and enjoying the game from all different kinds of backgrounds, because that's what they want. So I think what this is trying to do, and what they've been trying to do with Five E, once it really hit mainstream, mm-hmm. is like, okay, we have to become as I'm not saying PC, but we have to become as like morally correct as possible. We have to leave as little room for them to get upset with as possible, especially after the OGL fiasco that was not three months ago. They have to make sure that everyone is nice and happy. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe generalize here and say the people that are going to be complaining, oh, what's the big deal? Monsters are supposed to be evil. Are probably the uh, ones that are. Uh, experiencing a certain kind of privilege in their own life and they yes. are getting mad about something that's trying to be more inclusive you, you know i mean so yeah, yeah i think that there's some there's some challenges to trying to be as inclusive as possible uh, you know when we're talking about motivations of monsters yeah but rather rather than have those challenges than to make it feel bad for somebody right that's what we, yeah. we want to make it inclusive so everybody can have fun playing this and if we have to change some of the things around it's all made up anyway and you know what you can just do whatever you want you don't you can if, if you don't like it, don't play that way. Yeah. Don't Listen, worry. Listen, the only thing the only thing I'll say if they make a mind flayer a playable character and make it and make it okay and they're not evil, that's just dumb because they literally eat people's brains. So you can't make that nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's no vegan mind flayers. Well, okay, but hold on. Are sharks evil? They no. So so I mean again, I I, I that's where I come back to. Uh, you know, from the from a certain point of view, right? Yes, yes. From my perspective, the Jedi are evil, right? And and that's it. It's like is is so. That's why I'm going back to what makes an orc an orc. Do they, you know, are humanoids? Are humans encroaching on their land and they're just defending their land? So they hate humans because they see humans as the outsider. And from their perspective, it's the humans that are evil that are going against their way of life. Right, because yes. you know we're defining good and evil in human terms. From the orcs' point of view, it's the humans that are bad. It goes back to I think it was Willem Dafoe that had this quote. You know, he says, 
they said, do you like playing the good guy or the villain better? And he says, it doesn't matter. Everybody thinks they're righteous. From their point of view, they're doing the right thing. The orcs, the drow, they're just preserving their way of life and, you know, fighting off people that aren't part of their way of life is just, that's just a natural part of preserving your way of life. That's not good or bad. Because if, if you go to the old system, you say orcs are bad, so if I go kill orcs, that's a good thing because I'm eliminating evil from the world. But from the orc's point of view, he was just living his life and some dude in a suit of armor came and killed him. Who was the bad guy, right? I mean, yeah. so I, that's, where, that's where I'm coming from is, is not that orcs are good or bad inherently. It's the motivation. It depends on where you're coming from. And that's, that's how I, anyway, if I was running a game, that's how I would run it, right? It, it, you know, and so, so yeah, if you're playing, if your player characters are kobolds and a bunch, and you're just living your life in, you know, in, you know, in the forest uh, and some adventurers are coming down the road and kill a bunch of you just because you're in the way, <laughs> you know, I mean, so anyway, all right. It's D&D. Warriors that terrify. It's D&D. All right, should we wrap this up? Yeah. All let's right. wrap this up. Let's do let's do the uh, let's do the plugs one more time. Uh, go to patreon.com slash geekstufftng, support the show there. Check out our link tree, right? Linktree.com slash geekstufftng. Actually that's not it, it's uh, linktr.ee slash geekstufftng. Uh, or the show's website, geekstufftng.com. Uh, if you wanna call give us a call on the GVM line. 201-730-2547 Tell me all the ways that I was wrong in that D&D discussion and that's fine, I would love to hear it uh, Tell me tell me how we're bad Yeah, and then uh, or send us an email Write us an angry letter Yes, at geeks15g at gmail.com <laughs> uh, Be sure you're following the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram uh, Again, if you're supporting us on Patreon over in the in the Discord server, we can have some good conversations over there um, Big Kev, who is uh, who joined us briefly but is back to work, you can find him as BK Geek Stuff on Twitter and Instagram, and Big Kev GS on the Xbox, where I'm sure he wishes he was home playing Fortnite right now. <laughs> what about you, sir? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Fortnite at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M. Oh my God, F A T D O M B L E D O R E. I got lost in the sauce in the middle of my of my spelling. All right, and I am a West Coast Scott. You can find me, Piday Scott, P-I-D-A-Y-S-C-O-T-T on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can go to Linktree and look at Piday Scott there as well. Uh, be sure that you subscribe to the show on uh, the wherever you get find podcasts are sold. Uh, like, share, review, do all those good things. Um, and then, what do you say? With that, we will end this episode, episode seven hundred and eighteen. Kev's on the road. Yeah, Kev's on the road. The way we end some episodes by saying. Nothing is over! <laughs> That's not it. Hold on. I got it. I got it. Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! Good night, Jacques Hateken. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music.
Until I noticed those rips in my sheets And that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street
Come on, Jeff, answer. Come on, man. Hello? Jeff, who's Prince, man? Jeff, wake up. Jeff, wake up. What do you want? Jeff, wake up, man. Listen to me, Jeff. It's 3 o'clock Jeff, in the morning. Listen, Jeff, you would you want? listen to me? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Jeff, listen to me. No, don't no. go to I'll sleep. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Jeff, I'm going Jeff. to bed. All right, hey, all right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>